Welcome in to another edition of Silver Linings. My name is Adam, and next to me is Rex. We have a guest on we're going to talk about. I'm actually in uh, Gilbert, Arizona, outside by patio, so it's going to get dark here. I have a light on, but hopefully you can't see me. Rex wishes this was him for sure. Um, and so do they. Yeah, exactly. No, they don't, Rex. Everybody loves you. Um, so I got to tell you, it was about a month ago, maybe two months ago, that uh, I got invited by my friend to go to a luncheon. And I thought, okay, well, what's this luncheon all about? And there was just different people there, entrepreneurs and people in different businesses to get together. And we went to go watch some guy talk about uh, shoplifting and stealing people's wealth. Pickpocketing? Pickpocketing. Pickpocketing. And so I sat at a table with Sarah, and Sarah was there with her friend that actually has, um, her job is uh, she owns like the really nice porta potties. What are they called? Luxury port movement. Is that what it's called? Yeah, the movement. <laughs> so if you ever been to a porta potty and they're the real nice ones with the air conditioning and the music playing and like all the nice things, that's the that's the route she was that she's going. And we were we all talking about our business. I said, Well, I'm a pro pickleball player, but I teach lessons. They're like, Well, we want to learn how to play. So we got sitting in her table, we started talking, and she said, Well, I, I'm I'm working, uh, I want to be a comedian. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is this is great. This is all the people that I need. I need a porta potty and people make me laugh. It's great. <laughs> so uh, and then I found out that she uh, started goat yoga, which I heard of, I think, on Shark Tank. I'm not sure. So Sarah, we're like D-list celebrity here. Yeah. So let's. So Rex, this is Sarah, uh, and I. I haven't really talked to Sarah since that day. No, on it. But I did tell her. I said, "Hey, I think we might want to have you on the podcast, just because our podcast is like all over the place. Our last podcast was all about being grateful, and and it, it got to being lonely and depressing during the holiday seasons. We've had Craig Shoemaker on, who is my one of my favorite comedians of all time." So our podcast, we try to go in different directions with, you know, different things. And I thought, you know, she's upbeat. She she wants to be a comedian. She has an entrepreneur. And then I, I heard that you were in like a bunch of different uh, reality shows. So let's start with, let's start with, first, let's start with how many reality shows have you been on? We do one a year for the last 10 years. You can't do a reality show every year. Otherwise, you look like a reality show junkie. So you can only do one a year. So... So what are some of the what are some of the reality shows you've done? American Ninja Warrior. And so that was pretty fun. I was this mom teaching parkour to probably 200 kids a week. And so the kids thought I was so cool. And I went on there. It was in Baltimore. And I went up against Harlem Globetrotters, who I beat. So I was I made it to the third obstacle. So not embarrassing, but not super impressive also. But that totally made my parkour business take off because every 12-year-old boy thought I was so cool that I was on American Ninja Warrior. No doubt. I, I don't think I've ever seen American Ninja Warrior, but people talk about it all the time. So I'm not- It's a cool obstacle course. It is way cool. I think that's cool. Um, what's another reality? Were you on Shark Tank or not? Yeah, we, we didn't get picked for Shark Tank. They were like, I don't see how we scale this business, which was fine. It's still good publicity. But you were actually on the show and they- For Goat like, Yoga. Yeah, yes. for Goat Yoga. See, that's where I heard of Goat Yoga. So you live in Arizona. Tell us about how you started Goat Yoga, what it is, and um, how, how is it going? It is the goatest show on earth. 
It's been in business for um, eight years. We increased our revenue by about 10% every year, which I didn't know was a good thing until I started talking to entrepreneurs. They're like, that's amazing that you do that. And it's one of the top 10 tourist destinations in Arizona. So about 90% of our business is tourism. So I kind of get up there. I'm like the ringmaster in a circus. Nobody really listens to me, but I run the show (laughs) and I try to be funny. And then people kind of pretend like they're doing yoga and all the goats are in costumes and they do an obstacle course and they go over and under people and people just have so much fun. Oh my gosh. Rex, have you ever heard of goat yoga or have you been, when you come to Arizona, you get you get ever been to one something like that? I can't even conceptualize it. So these are actual goats that are in costumes. Specially trained yoga goats. Running amok. Okay, they're specially trained at work. You've got to bring your um, grandkids because they'll love it. And then we have two alpacas and a cow. Okay. Very good. The cow, you just hug her. We okay. may be there next weekend. See, this okay. is what I'm you talking about. When, when you're so when you, when you come to Arizona, and we we know there's the the big golf tournament here that everybody comes for. You, uh, you have spring training, you have Super Bowls, you have like, you know, tourists are coming here all the time. Um, and then how do they hear about you? How do you market goat yoga besides going on? And what what did Mark Cuban say when you wanted to when you wanted his money to buy into your? And how much were you offering uh, to get into uh, buy into your business? Honestly, okay, this is a little showbiz secret. We just do stuff for a publicity stunt. So we we didn't know how we would scale goat yoga either, but getting on national TV is like the most genius publicity stunt ever. So a lot of people came over and said, hey, we want to try goat yoga? Yes, well, and that's, so like Jersey Shore, two weeks ago we drove down to Tucson and we did a whole class for Jersey Shore. They look great. They've had a lot of work done, but they didn't. Totally. We're so drunk. And I don't know how they're going to edit it, but it'll probably be three minutes of goat yoga on Jersey Shore. And I accidentally put it on TikTok. Our TikTok does not get hardly any visibility. And I tagged MTV, but it had like 30,000 views within an hour. And MTV's like, you have to take that down. So when it does come out, I think it'll do really good. So my favorite book of all time is Ringling Brothers, Barnum Bailey Circus. And it's like the best marketing book ever because people will spend their last dime on clean family fun. And I just keep remembering that. And so as long as you tell people about what awesome things you're doing, then people will come and they'll spend their last dime on that. I I love I love listening to this, this you know, entrepreneurs and people who have made it and people who uh, read books that are about how, how to do this or how to do that and how to be successful. I, when I talked to her, I was like, well, she seems successful because she got on these shows. So the shows you drive initiative that and you started goat yoga, which I think other people are trying to steal. I mean, how do you keep a pulse oh, on that, right? We totally bought every domain name you could think of. <laughs> Our insurance is like Tiger King insurance. So nobody can get the assurance. It's seriously considered a circus because the animal's feet leave the ground. But we don't call it a circus because you want to be impressed if we call it a circus, so we just call it goat yoga. Right. But it's a really hard business for other people to start because it's April and I at every class and we're kind of like Penn and Teller and a lot of people just get petting zoo goats and then hire a yoga instructor but we make sure that we're at every single class and all the goats are super nice and petting zoo goats aren't nice we tried doing rescue goats but they kept headbutting all the people in the class so we have to stick with the specially trained goats that we have I kind of like that so um the reason one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is like the majority of our audience uh optimists that we call them are are females and I feel like um, that you have, uh, there's something about you that, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you've been successful. What kind of 
things can you share with our audience uh, for female audiences that are wanting to do other things or something like for you to go on a, on a thing and start goat yoga, that's like something that's not like I'm going to go apply a target. That's something right. completely different. Um, so I've tried so many dumb business ideas and a lot. How many, how many have you failed at? Like so many. Okay. <laughs> and so the key is you have to keep trying things. And I think the biggest thing I love to tell women is other people's opinions of you are none of your business. So who cares what other people think? Even just putting stuff out on social media, what do we have, like 10 friends maybe? Like who's people, so block the 10 friends. Everyone else is a customer. Right. You drive <laughs> you drive around Phoenix, there are customers everywhere. So maybe your 10 dumb friends that are jealous that you're doing something are gonna give you a hard time, so block them. And <laughs> I just go and try it and it's, you know, it's all the life coaching curve, all that. It's gonna get easier the more you do it. And I tell you, I've done three comedy sets and I seriously was going to have a panic attack before I got up there. And now it's not a big deal. I'm like, I'll go in there. It's a strip mall in Gilbert. Um, maybe people will laugh if they don't. I'm going to learn something from it. But if I didn't start doing it and I was shaking so scared the first couple times I did it, it wouldn't ever get easier. So you just have to do it. You have to do everything scared. Um, and, and I want to ask Rex a question about this, too, because I feel like in life, you know, it, I, in my very first book I wrote, I say there's really no reward without risk. And a lot of times we have to just risk, 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 risk to, to get any kind of reward. Um, um, but rejection, I, I guess sometimes rejections just put people back and they, they stop trying. Rex, is there something that, that you, like some of your wisdom that you've heard that you can share on, on those kinds of things being like, cause we talked about depression. We talked about those uh, other kinds of things, but. I don't you know, know Sarah's, just, Sarah's just such a great example of this. You know, we've known her for, what, five minutes now. I miss <laughs> she's such a great example of this attitude. It's an attitude, everything, especially when you're taking risk and dealing with that stress. Now, people will know when they shouldn't be, when they should go apply a target. There are some people that aren't cut out to take take that stress. Some people are. Okay, Sarah clearly is. She's a serial entrepreneur. Okay, so she's learned how to handle it, but it's just an internal struggle. So you'll know. So like we always say, Adam, listen to yourself, listen to your internal guidance, and that is what will help you deal with that stress or to avoid it. And some people should avoid it. Not everyone should be a, a wild entrepreneur like Sarah. Well, and to admit my faults, and this has kind of taken me a few years to realize and hanging out with other entrepreneurs, um, my parents were both addicts. And so I know I have that addiction gene. And so a lot of entrepreneurs actually have addiction issues and I don't, but I'm using, I think maybe I would be an addict if I didn't have the entrepreneur drive. So it's kind of the spider flight that I really like the adrenaline rush of being an entrepreneur. There's a very small percentage of the population that are actually meant to be entrepreneurs. Cause I'll have this conversation with people and they'll say, I never could do that. I can't do that. And I had to come to the realization that most people aren't like that. So, but if they do a little bit of it, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, and I, and Rex and I like, like balance in life. We like to balance things out in life. Cause if you're one slide, we're talking about my sister, you know, too spiritual and other people that are bookworms that are on the couch for 12 hours, reading books and other guys that are at the gym for like eight hours working out. It's like, you gotta have a balance in life of, of, of everything. 
Um, but I want to go back to this because our optimists, uh, we've had this, we created this, well, we didn't, but Kimberly created this Facebook group. And we just see so many uh, people that have things that go on in their lives. As Rex and I were talking about our family and the situation that we went through, everybody's been throwing in their two cents of what's happened to them. You mentioned that you had parents that were addicts. Can you go back to your childhood a little bit and tell us, was there anything that was difficult growing up or how did you deal with the, the certain things? Because I've, I've seen a lot of people on our Facebook and even on YouTube mentioned like they came from, and we had guests on too that were addicts. And so maybe a little bit about how you came through all that as a kid. Yeah, so it was a total hot mess. <laughs> and my parents were functioning alcoholics. They'd go to work, they'd come home, they would get drunk. Um, I actually joined the Mormon church when I was 15, and I think that's probably what saved me. My sister died when she was 21. She was doing drugs. I got in an accident. Um, so there's been a lot of like hard stuff that's happened, and I think the church is probably what has pulled me through most of it because I've had a really good support group around everything. And starting joining the church at 15 was really good because that was when I needed a lot of mentors, and my sister didn't have that. And I think that's what you know eventually had her go through a lot of hard stuff um and then I had gotten married and I had a kid and my parents were any part of it they live five miles from me right but right. they're so drunk and not even you know whatever and so they, did, they didn't want they didn't you didn't feel like they wanted to be involved in your life right no kind of okay and so it's just kind of my husband's the same way he his parents are alcoholics and we're both converts and we just kind of like are hustlers and we just do the hard things <laughs> and like you know and my kids are so spoiled and they don't realize anything how hard we've had it um and I, I don't know just this I feel like the scrappiness has made me kind of how I am now too yeah and I like what you said with like you and your husband together you both came from similar backgrounds you have that bond that in common and Rex and I were talking about this um trust in a couple of episodes again uh how couples and relationships and, and other things, but it definitely in relationships, there has to be a trust uh, between you and your husband. You guys have that common bond. Um, how is that? How has that helped with your relationship? Well, we both see I, when I joined the church, I thought, oh, these families are all so perfect. Um, I'll never, nobody will ever like me like that. And my husband joined the, we actually joined the church the same year. And then he served his mission in Mesa, Arizona. And he actually got up on the pulpit and told this story of his alcoholic parents. And he was rough around the edges. He was saying like F and Mormons on the pulpit. Well, as long as they said the word F, I know. I've heard, I've heard that. I've heard that before in sacrament meeting as well. Well, in the, church, in the Mormon church, you have open mic once a month. I know. Seriously, the comedy. Open mic once a month. Oh my gosh. And by the way, I didn't even know you were, you were LDS. So I, that, here it is, like Rex and I. I listened to a few podcasts of yours. I know what you guys are about. <laughs> you know what we're about, yeah. Uh, so in, when we first joined, the, we got married in the temple. Our parents didn't come, you know. But then we spoke in church for probably eight years just about going around to different wards, like don't shun the black sheep because we were both the black sheep. And like you never know what's going to happen when you show these people the church. And so the church kind of saved both of us. Our families are kind of a mess, you know. And so that's been the bond that's kind of brought us together. And the church has helped so much just all those years of mentoring us, basically, because we didn't have that. 
That's great. And, and, and we talked about religion too. And I was like, um, you know, a lot of people have their own religion. They do their own things. And I think everybody is where they should be and with their religion and all that stuff. So, um, and I think it's great that it helped you and your husband both at the same time. Uh, it's kind of an amazing story. So now that you- There's a long version. That's a short version. (laughs) That's a short version? Yes. Well, let's go back to sacrament. I'm kidding. Uh, uh, so- Going back to, um, so you 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 have this goat yoga that you do, but you want to be a stand-up comedian as well. And you guys, do you guys have kids? you have a family or no? Um, yeah, they're getting old now. My youngest is 17, and then I have a grandbaby that's three months old. So oh. four kids, but most of them are out. So the comedy, um, I, I did this life coach certification, and it was a little too frou-frou uh, for me. <laughs> Because like, I'm, I'm pretty tough and like stoic, and so I don't want to think about my problems very much. I'd rather just kind of move on. And I know other people need that, but at the same time, I paid a comedy coach to help me, and he was a very good life coach, also. But you know, talking to comedians, there's a lot of trauma. So doing the life coaching and the comedy coaching at the same time, I'm like, I think I enjoy the comedy as tragedy and kind of <laughs> laughing at stuff to get through it, rather than dwelling on it so much. So I think Rex and I have been criticized too sometimes on this podcast because there's so much tragedy in our- You laugh our, about us? Well, we have dark humor sometimes and, and, and Rex, you can explain it. Sometimes we cry and sometimes we laugh and it's just, I don't, where does comedy, where does laughing, you know, go in when it comes to tragedies and grief and all that? You know, we just, I don't think we know, Adam. That's why sometimes we're laughing, sometimes we're crying. We don't know where it's supposed to be or- how it's supposed to be. So we're just being ourselves and being in it. But isn't this an interesting parallel? Let me let me point this out for people. And again, I feel safe doing this with this with this group that listen to the podcast. Um, starting out when there's a bigger group and more people that were hardcore true crime, they don't like to hear good things about serial killers. You know, but um, you can you can hear those of you that that know the whole story of Adam's family. His brother Alex did comedy there in in the um, Arizona yeah. area. Okay. And now he is Adam's brother, was Adam's brother. So they grew up in the same environment, but Alex felt he had a tragic life. You've heard Adam say he's had a charm life. Okay. But people do draw their comedy, comedians draw their comedy from their tragic lives. And I think comedians are the first one to say, yeah, all comedians are messed up, you know? And so that's we all though. I mean, everybody, everybody, right. As we have learned doing this podcast and people commenting, we have learned that everybody has something. And I mentioned you, you either, it's either physical, mental, spiritual, whatever it is. We all have things that we have to overcome and how we overcome them. That's what I like to get to. Because we, we, I like to try to help people in different situations that they're in. And I feel like having guests on like this, somebody who can relate to you with what, you know, having your parents being addicted and not giving you the childhood, like the, you know, attention or whatever it is. I feel like people can learn and grow from just different people's experiences. Yeah. And shows their different paths. Comedy is a path. And some people, their mess up, turn to comedy to help them to help them deal with that. And look how many other people it helps. How many- I don't, like, I don't know that I could have done this when I was younger, 
Um, I like the age I'm at now because it is a big commitment and I could see a lot of stuff has worked out. Like you watch 20 to 30 year old comedians and there's like, everything's going to pass. You're going to get through everything. So it's almost more funny at being 45 and talking about it than 20, like, oh, I hate dating. My life's over. You know, I know everything's going to pass. So it's even more funny. <laughs> so with your life now, um, as you're doing, you know, goat yoga, which is a big thing in Arizona, you're on Shark Tank, you're going on all these uh, reality shows. We did America's Got Talent last year. Did you get on America's Got Talent? Yes. Did you get buzzed? Cool shows. Did you we, get buzzed? We got three yeses and one no from Howie, and they said you made the next round, and then they were like, we don't want you to come back. We found a great place in Hollywood where you break up the talented acts with funny acts, and we'll actually drive out there and do it. Oh, my goodness. My, my favorite entrepreneur show was on PBS called Startup, and they highlighted women entrepreneurs. You can rent it on Amazon Prime for five bucks, but that's our favorite. So it's all women uh, entrepreneurs. No, just um, they just highlight it. It highlights all kinds of entrepreneurs, but they were like, these women entrepreneurs have done a great job. Oh, yeah. Well, I just want I, I met you at that. I met you at that uh, that luncheon. And I was like, I told Rex, I was like, you know, she started this goat yoga. And I felt like there was something about her that maybe helped somebody, you know, listening to our podcast that can like like Rex said, it's your I think it's your attitude too, going forward and. And people say that about me too. You've had so many bad things happen to you in your life that, you know, how do you get through all this stuff? And I think, keep going. I think Rex, I think Rex hit it is like, I guess she's have to have to have a, the, the right attitude to keep going with that. And you prove that tonight about your attitude is, is really good and upbeat uh, with all the things that you've been through. You know what I did probably two years ago is I had to put sticky notes everywhere. Ego is the enemy. Because so often, you know, I would have an idea and then automatically my ego would be like, oh, you can't do that. Or people are going to think you're dumb. And I just had to keep checking my ego. And that's been like the biggest thing for me. So I know I'm going to suck at comedy for a while. I got to put in 10,000 hours. <laughs> so I need to check my ego because I think especially at being middle age, you just think you're going to be good at everything. And then people are asking you, like, why do you think you can do that? I'm like, OK, I can't. But maybe after 10,000 hours, I can't. So that's been the thing that's helped me the most. Rex, you talk about ego a lot too. About how how do we get through what our egos? Well, I've I've had the the opposite the opposite problem in my life of having an ego so big it wouldn't fit into our normal sized room or even house because I flew jets and and military. Jets. You're so cool, right? See, and that's why our egos are so big. Mili Everyone telling you how cool you are. <laughs> exactly. And you're doing things that other people don't get to do. So by definition, that's cool. And it's it's um, it, it's kind of the opposite problem where you say, oh, yeah, I could do that. How hard could that be? I fly jets. And my wife, my first wife, this may be part of the reason why, she got so tired of paying repairmen much more money after I tried to repair something because I would say, oh, the washing machine's broken. I can repair that. How hard could that be? I fly jets. I'm a jet pilot. <laughs> you know, I jets. And then I'd mess up the washing machine so much, it costs twice as much to get <laughs> to get it fixed. So the ego, it's the opposite ego problem. Yeah, I can do anything. And I'm, I'm barely, at this point in my life, I'm 60-some, I'm barely realizing, you know, I can't, I can't do everything. I can't quite do that. You're checking your ego at 67. Well, it's about time, isn't it? I, I, 
Hey, it's never too late. It's never too late. Like, you, hear that all the time. you hear that all the time. It's never too late. Uh, but I do, I do love one thing, and I hope people can take something away from this podcast. You said that you put sticky notes in your house. What does it say on the sticky note about your ego? Ego is the enemy. And so I love Robert Greene. A lot of people have never heard of Robert Greene, but I've read through his books a ton of times. And then uh, Ryan Holiday mentored under Robert Greene, and he's very big on stoicism and ego. And it's basically like you're always the problem and figure out how you can stop being the problem. And usually you show up a better person when you realize you're the problem. Yes. See, Rex, I, I've learned a lot in, just from Go Yoga. I don't even know what Go Yoga is, and now I've learned it. Great. Yeah. I'm a philosopher, Goat Yogi. Right. Like Goat Yogi. Yeah. Sense. Rex, okay. Next time you come to Arizona, you guys have to come. We have to. I just want to experience Goat Yoga. I just want to. And it's not that much yoga. Don't worry. Okay, good. I'm going to be there on Friday. Okay. So, what? where do I go to experience it? What do I do? What am I looking for? GoatYoga.com. We got the domain name. Okay. Like I said, I'm a hustler. GoYoga.com or anything close to that apparently will get. Yes, we bought every domain name you can think of. <laughs> okay, which, which is smart. But I will get that will be fun because I'm going with a family uh, family from here. She had, our granddaughter has a soccer tournament, so we will she be love it. in the non-soccer time. We will be Go Yogi this Thanks. not yes we come this uh, coming weekend. By the time this airs, it'll be this coming weekend. This is our busiest time of year. All the goats are in costumes. The, the alpaca looks like a Grinch. The cow looks like Santa. We'll wear Grinch outfits then. I try to just keep making it weirder. And I we get on the, we get on the TV stations probably every month for some weird idea. So that's in our little publicity stud. So if we wear a ugly Christmas sweater, do we get in for free? You get in for free because I'm hooking you up. Oh, but that's it's only fifteen dollars. I don't have some hookups. That's easy. Okay, but but we have a family of six and us. They're probably going to be twenty of us, so we'll pay. We don't. We don't want you to go broke, dude. It's a cash cow, literally. <laughs> but that's mostly from corporate. We do a lot of corporate events, and that's been the best thing for us. If anybody wants to start a business, get into corporate. Oh wait! So if there's a a, a company that would you would go to a, or they come here or how does that work? What do you mean? We we spend a lot of time in Scottsdale, like at the Biltmore. We did uh, NFL goat yoga, all kinds of stuff. I I love the Savannah bananas, and I feel like I want to do everything like Savannah bananas because <laughs> it's clean family fun. Like people love that. Love it. All right. Well, listen, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Uh, hopefully people got something out of it that they can. I hope so too. Yeah. And uh, congratulations on your all your success and all your failures, which made you successful. That's right. It's good. Yeah. Great. Great way to look at it. Thank you so much, Sarah. Now you have a new title, The Goat Yogi. Yeah, I That's like right. that. I got a lot of titles. <laughs> all of our insights. Well, thank you. And Stay with us for our next uh, our next live. All right, I'll join your Facebook group too. So if anybody wants good. any questions, yes, very good.